everyone. This is episode 632 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, May 24th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Skelly Cellist, GTA Online, and that's about it. And I'm going to get right to it with some Skelly Cellist, and that is Skelly, S-K-E-L-L-Y, Celeste, Cellist. I don't know how you say it. It is S-E-L. EST and when I googled it the game comes up so that's good I guess but I also was taken to an urban dictionary page with the number one definition being a beautiful smart girl with a great personality anyone would be lucky to have her what anyone would be lucky to have her in their life she always brightens your day and will put a smile on your face oh so sweet boy one here's an example of it being used boy one have you seen her? <laughs> you missing that end there, buddy. Boy two, yeah, I think that's a Celeste. Boy one, I want her. <laughs> and this was uh, added by the girl Abby. So I think the girl Abby thinks that she's a Celeste, and maybe that's why she put that definition in there. I don't know. But that was from August 13th, 2017. Uh, the second definition is one sexy ass bitch a sassy a sassy spunky brat who likes it rough oh my god she was so celeste i can't walk straight today jesus christ these are two very different definitions and that is the number two uh submitted by mc jj on december 20th 2016 so that's an older definition which one is more accurate the one that has one thumbs up and two thumbs down, the sexy ass bitch, or the the beautiful smart girl that is just like perfect in every way, which has five thumbs up and one thumb down. Those are the only two definitions though, so you're going to have to tell me which is accurate. I don't know if that has anything to do with the word for the game, but it would be weird if if it was because you play a skeleton, uh, thus the skelly part of the name, and... If you can't already tell, I'm not the biggest fan of the game, or I wouldn't go on this random tangent about the word Celeste, Celeste, however you say it. But Skelly Celeste is a single-screen, arena-based, hack-and-slash shooter where you have a handful of modes. One is a dungeon crawler in the same vein as The Binding of Isaac, and then you have one that is a boss rush mode, a a wave-based arcadey type of mode and conceptually i like it but mechanically i'm not a fan of the way it plays i don't think it feels all that great you have a sword that you can uh, attack enemies with and a limited number of bullets which you regain when you attack enemies with melee and kill them and you have a dash ability and that's pretty much it you can unlock masks to change the way your character looks and when playing through the some of the wave based modes you unlock new abilities in between rounds and in the other one you can unlock these abilities that just spawn in the map I, I believe and then in of course the dungeon crawler one you can find them or purchase them with some life shards and it I just the attacking doesn't feel all that great. The shooting doesn't feel great. You can attack in eight directions, you know, uh, up, down, left, right, and diagonals. 
and I don't feel like it's that responsive. I wish dashing was instantaneous whenever I press the button, but it seems like there's a slight cooldown after attacking that leaves me open to attacks, which wasn't fun. I'm not a fan of the way it looks. Uh, it's this pixel aesthetic, and it just is very busy, and the color schemes they use are not pleasant to the eye. Uh, I find it to be very harsh looking. You can add filters, some CRT filters that make it look even worse. And as you play through the game and you reach high scores in these various modes, you'll unlock other modes and trials. And in this trial mode, which you have to get a certain score on four of the other modes to unlock, they have a black and white mode, which looks cool, but doesn't make playing the game any easier. It makes it a bit harder and then they have an even worse mode that is like this busted crt filter thing going on where like a quarter or a third of the screen is off to the side and it's really fuzzy and there's scan line and like it's just it's a complete mess it is borderline unplayable it's not fun to play in that way it's just a way to make it more challenging if you find the game to be super easy uh, the difficulty is all right you know it's uh, randomly generated dungeons and areas and the enemies that are coming after you are randomly generated as well. Sometimes you'll get a good roll, sometimes you won't. So it's just a luck of the the random uh, setup for any of those game modes. Um, but yeah, it, it's not working for me. I put a few hours into it. I've completed a few of the, the wave-based modes. I did a fair amount of dungeon crawls. And try the boss rush mode, which I'm not sure if there's a boss rush mode that is just standard. But the one boss rush mode that I played is not just get through all the bosses without dying. It's get through all the bosses without getting hit even once. So it's a one hit and you're dead boss rush mode, which is challenging. Uh, I don't know. It's just not doing much for me. It's a game I really want to like. But I don't really like looking at it, and I don't like the way it feels. It just is—it's not as tight as I would like, and that's too bad. But maybe it works for you. Uh, you can give it a go if you want. It's on PS4 or Xbox One, which is where I'm playing on Xbox One, and Switch and PC. So you can give it a go if you want. And then I just dabbled in Grand Theft Auto Online uh, post update, and. Yeah, I, I had to Google how to turn on defensive mode because it doesn't tell you how to do that. I didn't remember how the game controlled after being away from it so long. So you press left on the D-pad and it brings up this menu and at the very bottom are online options. And inside there, you can turn on defensive mode only if you haven't been super aggressive in attacking people. Uh, and then when it turns on, you know, people will be less able to see you, you'll have that shield and all that crap. Uh, I wasn't able to see how it worked with uh, other real-life people because I found a bandit camp, which popped up on the map. I went to attack it, forgot that dogs were in the game and that they could be aggressive, and they killed me as I was taking out the humans, and then I died, and then I turned off the game. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll come back to this at some other point. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. I've been struggling with the audio for the Costume Quest 2 Attack the Backlog, which has been really frustrating because I really like the game, but talking about it has not 
been working. Like the, the words are just not coming out, and it's been frustrating. I want to just get it over and done with. And it's it's annoying that the game I really enjoyed, I'm having difficulty talking about, while the two games I didn't enjoy were pretty much a breeze to get through and, and talk about. And I think part of it, too, is just the fact that ultimately, Costume Quest, the first and the second game, they're delightful little short experiences, but there's not much to say about them because they, they're just delightful. That's like all you can really say about them. The combat isn't all that deep. You can't go talking about that for ages. The gameplay outside of the battles is whatever. It's just going from house to house and the trick-or-treating and stuff like that. There's not much to do in terms of non-combat stuff. Uh, the story is fine and you know and, and the characters are very charming and all that but what am i going to say about all that so i don't know it's been a little frustrating uh but i did see some news that excited me and that was the announcement of grid a new grid game which i wasn't excited about until i started talking to people who were excited about it and they were letting me know what grid is i thought grid was a very simmy type of game but they uh, a few of the people i talked about said it's like Forza Motorsport if it felt like Forza Horizon, which has me interested. And then reading up on it, there was an article on IGN that was talking about some of the things in it. I like the fact that it has 400 AI drivers in it, uh, which is, I think, what people, including myself, would like or what we hoped the driver charts would be. A lot of unique AI drivers that felt real but in reality they're just usually super aggressive or they're very boring and having 400 ai drivers that are specifically designed with all their own little quirks and nuance is very interesting to me and i like the fact that drivers can make mistakes and the idea of playing a racer against ai that feel real and natural and that races will feel organic and that mistakes could happen you know that just sounds very exciting and i've heard that the series is known for having really great crash physics which i'm definitely excited about because not enough racing games have great crash physics and i love me some great crash physics and yeah i'm just i'm excited about it because it sounds cool. I didn't realize it was from Codemasters, and they know how to make a racing game. They know how to do arcade racing, and they know how to do sim racing. And if this is going to lead towards arcade, I'm all in. And I think it's coming out sooner than later, which is also exciting. So I'm excited about that. That's that's pretty much it, gaming wise, uh, in terms of what I've been watching. I steining, uh, I steining, I steining, I steining. I finally started Devil Man Cry Baby. And that is a crazy-ass show. Uh, if you haven't started it, or you haven't watched it because you're not a fan of anime, that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, even if you don't like most anime, you need to watch it. But uh, it's got some interesting things going on. It's definitely not a family show. Do not watch it with your kids. It is not for that. But I'm digging it so far. Really fun animation. Um some fun characters and uh, an interesting story that I'm looking forward to see play out. And I, I was, I'm happy that they have the original Japanese acting and, and subtitles because 
it defaulted to English to the English dub. And after about a minute of that, I'm like, oh god, I don't, I do not like this. And the the subs are vastly superior. You know, subs are usually the way to go. Even when a dub is good, I, I usually find the sub to be better. But uh, I would definitely recommend if you do check it out, listening to it in the original Japanese with subtitles. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Uh, so I think that is a good place to end this episode. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Podcast. <coughs> oh, my God. My mouth is super dry right now. I need to just end the show because I don't have anything to drink right next to me. I just swallowed some saliva. I think that'll help. <laughs> is that gross? I think it's a little gross. Uh, where was I? Okay, yeah. The site is, of course, pixelatedsaucer.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. <laughs> and if you'd like to check out the show, if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage if you like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com if you see something to like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the pc of fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoyed this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day Bye.